This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Good evening, everybody. It is Monday night in the Mother City, and you are here. You are on Radio 729 AM, Radio K Pulpit, with the 180 degree team. I am Inga Stoffels. And I am Zoe George. Oh, we have such, such a fun show for you guys tonight. Zoe, how has your weekend been? Are you still hitting the books? You must know, dude. Like, <laughs> I have had an exam pretty much every every week. Oh, At least one exam. Yeah. I have two exams this week. Then I have another one in next week. But that's a portfolio exam. And then I have a bit of a break. And I won't have to hit too many books. But then I have my last two exams in November. So that's pretty much what all my weekends consist of, studying. Oh, guys, this is life of a law student. It's tough out here, guys. Law student life. But how was your life, Mother Inga? My life. I mean, this weekend was it was pretty good. It was a it was a nice chilled weekend. Hmm. Had lunch with my mom-in-law. We spent some time there. She got a new house oh for my. the first time. She is her own homeowner. Wow. She is a homeowner. I hope so she had a nice she got a new home. body. No, no. She she first wants to do the tiling and Ooh. she wants to make the place exactly like she wants it. And then she's going to have a party and her housewarming. So I saw the place and we are just so happy for her and so grateful because she's been waiting. She's been waiting for long. She's been waiting for 29 years mm. for a place. I'm so glad that she's finally get to realize this dream. Like it's yes. it's a beautiful thing to own a home. It gives you a lot of stability and that's just that just warms my mm. heart. I can't wait for the party. I know she's going to kill it with the party and <laughs> warming everything and it's going to be lovely. But yeah, I'm really excited for today's show. It's just going to be Inga and I today. Amarain yes. is currently in Murraysburg, but we will be with you guys until about eight o'clock. But for now, let's just listen to Here We Stand by Chriselle and Henny Moritz. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. What's down in Cape Town? Cape Town. It is 7 past 7 and you are tuned in to 180 degrees on 7 to 9 a.m. We are in the What's Down in Cape Town section of the show. And we have two fun, fun things mm-hmm. you guys can go to if you're not writing exams and have to study every day like me. But when <laughs> I'm done, I plan on going to some of these things. So the- take note, Zoe. Mm. Keep a list of the things you would like to go to. Oh, for sure. The first one is the Full Moon Picnic. Now, this is the Afrikaans Tall Museum in Paul. It sounds like it'll be beautiful. There are a few dates coming up that you can enjoy. There's the 19th of November, which is actually a date of my exam, so can't do that <laughs> one. But there's the 18th of December, the 15th of January, the 18th of February, and the 18th of March. It seems to be a monthly wow. affair. Yeah, but I guess it's a full moon. The full moon happens once a month. You have to bring your own picnic, and you can go watch the sunset. But remember... There will be COVID regulations, so you need to bring a mask and you should dress warmly because it will be the middle of the night. This also helps us read the language and it has lots of literacy programs for children so you can bring kids along. And you can also donate secondhand books for children to read. Mm, nice. It runs from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. and entrance is 40 rand for everyone over 18. So if you're bringing any teenagers with you or any children, they can get in for free. Yeah, So the next one is the Zip Zap Circus, The Journey Returns. This will be held on the 29th and 30th of this month, October. It is a collaboration with the Cape Town Philharmonic Orchestra at the Arcscapes Opera House. 
There are two times when it will run, and that is 3.30 p.m. and 7.30 p.m. Seats are limited because of COVID. I'm assuming there will be socially distanced seating. Mm -hmm. And the cost is 290 rand per ticket. You can buy these tickets at www.zip.zap.co.za. I repeat, www.zip.zap.co.za. You guys do not want to miss these ones. They sound really, really fun. Mm, yeah, Quite exciting. I'm and looking forward to them. Same. And uh, some of them are really coinciding with like my exam. So I will be able to go. So that's fun. Let's just head on into the groovy movie section of the show. Zoe on 180 Degrees. Groovy movie, I'll ruin it. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I walk by the little bamboo. Ooh. Time to watch the movies. We're in the groovy movie section of the show, you guys. One of my favorite sections because I love cinema so much. However, this week's groovy movie is actually not from a movie. It's from a series that you most likely watched when you were a little bit younger. It still runs now. Some mm-hmm. of us are still watching it now in our old age. But I want to <laughs> say something. It might give it away. It might not. But it is now on Netflix as well. Ooh, really? South African yes. Netflix? Yes. Wow. Oh, my goodness. I might have to check it out because when it ran originally, I was one of those people who would like show up for every new episode because I was mm. addicted to it. It's such a good show, you guys. If you have any idea what series this is, please WhatsApp the answer to 081-729-1657. I repeat, 081-729-1657. Now just sit back, relax, and get your phones out because we'd love to get answers from you guys. And we have a feeling you know exactly what we're talking about this week. 180 Degrees on Radio Cape Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Zoe on 180 Degrees. So before we get into your groovy movie answers, we listen to such a cool track. I It was so cool, I told Zoe I need to back announce. This track is Home by Tadashi featuring Crowder. It was such a lit track. Oh, like, I love I, it. I wanted to dance so bad. This chair was holding me back. (laughs) But she was swiveling in the studio. Mm, Must know. I couldn't contain myself. But before I was listening to that song, trying my hardest not to start breakdancing in the studio, we played another song for you guys that wasn't quite as hip-hoppy, but was still quite iconic. Mm. And it formed a part of this week's groovy movie. Now, I hate keeping you guys in suspense. I don't even know how I managed to do it without giving the answer away every week. I don't know. So I'm just going to give you guys the answer. This week's groovy movie was I Think You're Swell from Victorious. Victorious, one of my favorite, one of my favorite Nickelodeon TV shows, actually. Same, actually. I feel like it was one of Dan Schneider's best work. Like, mm. It was just the acting. It was it was genuinely very funny. The characters were likable. The storyline was mm. funny. I, I loved it. He did a lot. Eh? He, he did, did like iCarly, Drake and Josh. Yeah. Everything, and like everything. Zoe 101 and like a whole bunch of stuff <gasps> from the Zoe 90s. Zoe 101? Yeah. Throwback. Indeed, dude. <laughs> so tonight we are going into the most exciting portion of the show. The interview. So tonight we are joined by the lead pastors of the Love Church. 
God had birth, had birth to this vision in the lead pastor's van named Michelle Lynx. They took a step of faith and obeyed God. And in the last 10 years, they have planted churches in different locations. And this evening, we are joined by both pastors Werner and Michelle Lynx. Good evening. Good evening, Inga. Good evening, Zoe. Good evening, ladies. How are you guys doing this evening? We are blessed. We are happy, we are anointed, and we are honored to be on radio with you. Awesome. Yes, I'm fire for the Messiah. Always, Messiah. always. The devil is a liar. Come I see on. the rapping is starting tonight. <laughs> I have to steal that. I'm sorry. That was too good. <laughs> so the very, very first question we would like to ask is how the vision of the Love's Church was birthed. Now I'm going to give it to the lady. You know why? Because... The women always give birth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know what the Lord really just spoke to us through His Word. And First uh, Chronicles 22, from about verse 11 to verse 13. And it just virtually says, My son, my daughter, may the Lord be with you. Build a house for Him. Mm. And when you build a house for Him, put His name on that building, you know. And the name of God is love. And, and it says that the Lord will give you wisdom and understanding. And so we really just wanted the place where people could worship together and experience the love of God. That's, that's really a basic answer for that. Hmm, that's yeah. But it, it was obeying the call, yeah. you know. Yeah. So God can speak, but it still takes you to obey yes. and to accept what God is saying. Um, so church, it's, it's a different scale of just being in ministry or being employed at a church. It's actually like stepping out by faith and leaving our jobs in the marketplace. You know, and really just going all the way in. But it's but we enjoying it. We love it. Yes. We believe that that ministry it's it's amazing. It's fulfilling, and we cannot see ourselves doing anything else. Yes, it's all about answering the call. You know, like Jesus when he came to Peter and he says to him, "Look, follow me. I know you're catching fish, but I'm about to make you a fisher of men." So it's really answering the call and stepping yes. out there, stepping out of the boat. And that's what we did. We got a word, we obeyed him, mm. and as they say, the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's like totally true. I feel like as Christians, we are genuinely called to different things. And it's very, it can be very scary when you're called mm. into um, a branch of life, like full-time ministry. But then like when you know you've been called, I feel like that can relieve some yes. of the anxiety because mm. you know that this is what God has intended yes. for your life. And then your life yes. is now having meaning through obeying his word so that's really nice i'd like to it's it's accepting the call i was just saying to my husband you know you you can know that you call but it's accepting the call so So true you accept what god wants you to do and so it it, yeah he leads you you know he guides you there's a saying that says we he guides he will provide yeah and where he leads he feeds he leads he feeds Mm. Mm. Oh mm. my goodness! I love all the like raps that are being like spit today. It's gonna, we, at the end of the program, we'll have a rap for you, Zoe. <laughs> Zoe means life. Oh my goodness! We're gonna have to start a SoundCloud for this. <laughs> so I'd like to ask: the so Love Church has many different branches, but how were the locations established? Like, was it planned, or did God move in a supernatural way and place the churches, or was there like a concrete plan to spread the different churches? Yeah, I think, you know, it's a good question. When we started off, we always, we're not really into the mega church model. Mm-hmm. We believe in the family church model, the model where, as you said it so well, every person is called, everyone has a different mm-hmm. calling. 
I find sometimes when people are in a mega church, they disappear in the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, God has always given us a passion to plant uh, family churches, to take Jesus to the people. And uh, it's amazing. All these campuses was really birthed from a place of outreach and from a place like the Bible says, the Macedonian call, where Paul, the apostle, saw someone in a vision says, come here. So we've planted a church close to Marmesbury. And we had a family that says, look, come and do outreach. And from there, the church just started. Uh, The need to come and support them, it just grew into a fully fledged. We were actually going to build, we built our own building there. And we were going to build a youth center. But by the time we were done building it, uh, it became a fully fledged church. I mean, the community just said, no, we want to be part of this. And then we've got a church in Tanzania. Uh, We also, yeah, we also have a church in Booster. I'm originally from Booster. So it's always a burden to do something in my hometown. And yeah. yeah. But every uh, every branch was really established by God supernaturally, you know, as we went out Matthew 28 to go and do outreach. Yeah, and I think the intention wasn't to build a church. I think when you when you step up our faith, when yeah. the Lord said, I want you to do an outreach, or I want you to impact this community, mm. and then from there, God just birthed that. So He doesn't give you the full picture, yeah. you know. Mm. The Bible says that the just shall live by faith. Yes. And so when you walk up by faith, you will then respond to that. Yes, yes. Sure. That's right. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, just, just listening to to you guys speaking together and doing it together and how your, your and listening to your hearts, that it it's really special to see a couple in ministry. And that brings me actually to the next question. That yes. What is ministry on this scale like and doing it al- alongside your spouse? Each and every mm. day, you know, living together, office together, church together. Yes. <laughs> it's exciting. We love it. Awesome. We love it. We love it. And, you know, I was saying, I was saying to my husband earlier, sometimes people always have these responses like, oh, how do you work with your spouse? Or, mm. you know, I have all these negative things to say, but we enjoy it. We, although there's so many offices, we still work in the same office and for many, many years. Yeah. And so we have a very good, uh, working relationship, I think, because we know each other's hearts and we have the same passion and we we have the same vision and we want to see we want to see the the call of God fulfilled in other people's lives and yes. yeah, I know it's exciting, it's amazing, we love it. The Bible says that two are better than one, yes. and one will put a thousand to fly two ten thousand. Yeah. So that's the power of being in agreement and the power of being you know, unified and as a couple in ministry. So we love it. We minister alongside each other, not just in the office, but we minister. So we love it. We enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's also, you know, it's amazing that God calls us as a couple, but we still have individual calls. But together we are just so much better yeah. and stronger. And, uh, and also in ministry, you know, working with women for, for my wife, you know, she flourishes in that. I wouldn't. I, I would want to work. You know, like counseling. I can't do those kind of things. With so we're very clear on that. She will, will minister to the ladies, counsel the ladies, but it also gives different perspective. But two are definitely better than one. You know. No, well, so in us English, you just got married. I mean, she's flourishing. Eh? <laughs> two is definitely better than one. You see. <laughs> No, I totally agree. My parents are actually both in full-time ministry. And I feel like wow. when you are married and mm. you're both in ministry together, not that there's anything wrong with having a partner that is or marry, being married to someone who's not in ministry, but it also yes. helps your ministry like develop in a different way. Like you can take on marriage ministry. You can, yes. like you said, you can counsel 
couples yeah. as a married unit. Your wife can focus yeah. on the women, you can focus on the men, and it just adds in yeah. a whole new dimension that I think is really needed that you can't necessarily get from like a single pastor who yeah. is yeah. not married. No, definitely. Yeah. Uh, definitely. And we're both very passionate because we understand this is a call. You know, this is what yeah. God is. Even when you asked earlier about the call, it's like Moses, I also want to encourage the listeners that, you know, yes, we say you must obey the call, but you have to confirm that it's God speaking to you. Mm-hmm. You know, like Moses, he asked for a sign, he asked for a confirmation, yeah. Gideon also. So that once you know God spoke to you, you don't have to doubt as you go forward. He will, he yeah. will lead you. Yeah. So then I would and even as, yeah, and even as a woman in ministry, you know, and I encourage those maybe in ministry as a woman, you know, sometimes you can feel intimidated, but I want to, when you say that, just be you, just be yeah. yourself, yes. you know, um, don't compare yourself to someone else, yes. just be authentically you, because mm. sometimes, especially as a woman, you're like, oh, should I be like this, should I be like that, but I, I think the minute I started just being who God wants me to be, authentically yes. me, then I was flourishing, I was in my element, I knew what I wanted to do, yeah. and, and it's amazing to be in that place. Then you will enjoy ministry. It won't feel like a burden because you're doing what you love and you're just being yourself. Yeah. Yes. So I would like to ask, because as you've said, you were called into ministry, and I'm very intrigued by this, and I think our listeners are as well, because many of our listeners are young, and they're li- listening for the call on their life, and mm-hmm. I'd just like to ask, were you guys called into ministry at the same time, or at separate periods? I, I would really like to know if you're comfortable sharing that. Yes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in fact, you know, it's a good question. Uh, you're asking very relevant questions. I used to work for government. I worked for government about 15 years. In fact, I was an accountant. So, as in fact, I stepped into full-time ministry two years before my wife. Because also when you have a family, you also need to use wisdom. I mean, we got three children, and I know sometimes people are passionate. They want to leave their workplace. They want to go and just... But we have to use wisdom, especially when you have children and you have, mm. you know, mm-hmm. a bond and you've got things to pay. So I went first, and, you know, for two years, I was full-time, and then, and then my wife stepped in. And I use the, the term full-time also, you know, in the sense of I believe every believer is actually full-time. Mm-hmm. Full-time in the ministry, as you said earlier, some of us, like you guys had the radio now, that's a call. You know, mm-hmm. every, every, wherever we are in, in life, it's a calling. But I think to start a church and to work full-time within a church office, uh, it, it doesn't mean that the spouses must, you know, a spouse must both leave their full-time employment yeah. at the same time. You, you need to count the cost. Yeah. Uh, and you need to make sure that you have wisdom. And you need mentors. You know, the Bible is in the multitude of counselors, this wisdom. And mm-hmm. especially for younger people, as you say, I find many times young people, they're on fire for God. And I love the fire of God. But you need wisdom with the fire. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's where your older generation come in. They can steer you with some wisdom and guidance. And uh, yeah. yeah, so she started two years after me. And, uh, and then from there, we just journeyed. It's been about 15 years now. Mm-hmm. So God has been so amazing. And I think you need to just know the season and time that you find yourself in. For example, mm. when I was pregnant um, with our first child, I then I couldn't do what I used to do, and I couldn't be where I used to be. So I had to accept that this is the season where I find myself, mm. and you got to be sensitive mm. to the season where you find yourself. You know, yeah. so like this is the season where I just need to. Um, pull back, but then I found creative ways. I was going, okay, I can't be at every place, but what can I do mm. while I'm at home with a baby? Okay, mm. I can do follow-ups. I can do something. You can yeah. do something. Yes. You know, ministry doesn't have to stop because 
you had a baby or wherever yeah. you find mm. yourself, you can yeah. still be involved. Mm. But God will show you what to do. You will, you will, the guidance and the wisdom, yeah. you know, to, and also be sensitive. Like my husband said, the timing of mm. that call and obeying that call and where you find yourself, yes. you know, wisdom is so important. Yes. And I think this is, this is a very relevant topic for the young adults out there and for those listening out there because many of them might, you know, even if you if you're newly saved, and I'm sure that you guys can agree that you have this fresh fire and you just want to leave yeah. your job mm-hmm. and do yeah. everything and just step <laughs> into everything one yeah. time. But yeah. um, I have absolutely been, you know, what the Love Church has been doing in the communities and even in this time, there's been a lot of things still going like for example you said just because you have a baby doesn't mean things need to stop there are many different ways you can get involved in different things and the love church has a foundation called the love foundation so can you tell us a little bit more about the mission of the love foundation yeah amazing the love foundation uh was also birthed just a year two after the love church started because we asked god for you know if we call the love church uh, it's important that this love must be practical. It must mm. be demonstrated in practical ways. And, and sometimes with corporates, they don't always like to, you know, fund and partner with churches. So we've started the foundation mm. as something that's more neutral. And, and through the foundation, you know, and by the grace of God, we've reached hundreds of thousands mm. of people. In fact, we have done a lot of our outreaches at the various churches and branches. We did an outreach now two years ago in the area of Delft with this huge need in the community at the mall, and I think we had about 5,000 people come to the outreach. So yes, we would feed people, we would provide clothing. Uh, we we believe in the church that if there's anything in your house you're not using, it means it's a blessing for someone else. You shouldn't be lying in your house, so clothing, you know, yeah. and sometimes even furniture, but food. I mean, since the lockdown mm. started, sure. uh, we've distributed more than 120,000 meals, even in wow. a time like this. And again, it's a partnership. Mm. We have corporates that teams up with us. Uh, I always say somebody's got the money, but they don't have the time. And then somebody has the time, but they don't have the money. And we can bring those people together. We can do so much more. Mm. And I believe that going beyond prayer, like you were saying, go beyond just saying God bless you, but actually reaching out into the community in a practical way. And during COVID, since March 2020, up from now, like my husband said, we ended out close to, by the grace of God, 120,000 meals and we are wow. still feeding yeah. and there's so mm. many other projects that we have done yeah. um, and it's the grace of God but sure. and we're not going to stop I believe during this COVID period like I said you know just because there was a pause on churches or churches were closed there cannot be a pause on, a pause on our giving yes. or loving or reaching yes. out you mm. know in fact we actually did more mm. during this period than we've yes. done before yes. mm. and that's just the grace of god he gives us creative ideas he gives us wisdom mm. and he shows us what we can do so during this lockdown period it's, it's really been just phenomenal yes. what what we've done through um the social arm the love foundation yeah I would like to ask if there are any ways anyone listening can get involved with any future projects you have, because I believe anyone who wants to um, participate should be able to. Because yeah. like, like you said, some people have the time, they don't have the money. Some people have the money, they don't have the time. And these people yeah. need to come together. Yes. So we have a project called Feed 50,000, but that's been <laughs> beyond that now. <laughs> and then we also distribute food hampers on a monthly basis. We've just handed out about 40 
put on this to the seniors. I think for my husband's birthday and my birthday, we also both did a project. He did food hampers, I did pamper bags, and the list goes on. Wow. And so every month, people can contribute or they, or they want to contribute towards the food hampers or towards um, the others, like the feeding project. They're welcome to do so. They can email admin at tltlifefoundation.org or they can contact the office. Um, all the details on our Facebook page. You can log on to our Facebook page. All the details always are at any upcoming projects that will also be announced on our Facebook page. So we have ongoing projects, mm-hmm. and I don't think we're going to stop. <laughs> yeah, no, the need the need out there is so great. And like I said, I think Jesus, you know, makes it so clear that if you know by this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. Mm-hmm. And it's through the love of God and demonstrating it in a practical way that we actually are known as believers. We are known as children yes. of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is this is actually uh, another question I would like to ask. What is the or what would you say? And I don't know if there is a, a best part or favorite part, but the best part <laughs> of ministry and working in the field. Yeah, mm. that's a good question. Mm. You know what, Inga? I'm going to give you one. Example: There was a couple that came to see me one day, and mm. you know they were virtually on the on the they were on the verge of divorce. In fact, they were already calling the lawyers in, mm. and, I, and I was just asking God to give us wisdom, asking let us trust God for another chance, and you know pray together. And by the grace of God, they decided to reconcile. Mm. And a few days, I mean a few weeks later, I walked into church. I saw the two of them worshiping, holding hands, mm. and and I mm. think about a. Two or three months later, the, the woman, the lady, the wife, mm. fell pregnant. And uh, God just said to me, you know what? If you think of it, when you see a family restored, it's, there's no money that can equate yeah. to seeing mm. a life saved, a drug, a person set free from drugs, mm. from anxiety, a person being loosed, you know, from demonic uh, influences, yeah. a, a marriage restored, right. a child being restored. And, you know, for me, it's just seeing lives restored. Mm-hmm. I think there's no money that can equate to being lives restored, mm-hmm. souls being saved. Yeah. And so for us, I think that's what just reminds us again. Mm-hmm. We are in this, not for the income, but for the outcome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? I think what my husband's saying is I'm, to- I'm totally in agreement, you know, to mm-hmm. see a life restored for to see a woman come out of bondage, yeah. to see someone get healed, to see our family restored and yeah. saved. And we've seen multiple of those kind of yes. miracles yes. where God, you know, takes one person, the whole whole family gets saved. Where yeah. you just see a turnaround, you know, yes. like whatever the enemy's been for evil, God turns it around for good. And when you see that, yeah. you're like, wow, Lord, mm. whatever it is, it's so worth it. I wouldn't do anything else. Yes. You know, and it's so it's so humble and such an honor yeah. to be mm. a vessel to be used by God mm. in ministry. I mean, I think that's how we see it. Wow, Lord, that you could choose us to just be a vessel, you yeah. know, to steward this, because yes. that's what we are. We are just, you yes. know, yes. God performs the miracle. He restores. Yeah. He does everything. We Come are just off. the stewards, you know, mm. and so I think that to see that restoration, to see yeah. that life being yes. transformed, oh, it's so worth it. That's powerful. Yes. I mean, even for the two of you, what you do on the radio, mm-hmm. you, know, you must always remember Jesus prays for 10 letters, I mean, and only one comes back. They thank you. And that's the thing with ministry. What you're doing by speaking the word and speaking hope, uh, somebody's being touched, somebody's life is being restored. Not everyone always comes back. 
and give you the feedback that there are so many lives which being touched. Mm-hmm. And so the sacrifices are great, but the rewards are greater. The rewards are transformed lives. Yes. You know, so that's important. Yeah. So I'd like to ask, where can anyone listening find the Love Church, both like locations and social media handles? Yeah. My wife will tell you a bit about social media. We just, again, by the grace of God, we moved into our new property on the 1st of May. So during lockdown, God gave us a new premises. Uh, we right in the middle of Belvo. We're in an area called Shirley Park, which is part of Stickland, and it's just opposite Labians. And then uh, my wife will give you a little bit more about our Facebook and our media. I think during this time of lockdown, we have reached wow. so many people mm. online. Mm. And, and again, you know, it's been a difficult season for so many people. And by the grace of God, we realize as the church, we can't be silent. Uh, so we also have a campus and a branch in Booster. We have one in an area called Riverlands, just very close to Marmersbury, Chatswood. And then we also have a church in Tanzania. And then we also have a group in the South. Uh, in fact, India is part of that group. She and her husband, the Rainies, they're doing excellent work mm-hmm. out there, taking care of the people, even having youth. So we have youth, young adults, marriage ministry. And for us, we build families. We don't build institutions. We don't mm-hmm. build denominations. We build mm-hmm. families. So... Uh, she will tell you a little bit more about Facebook. Yes. So Facebook, every Sunday, we broadcast our services on our Facebook page. So it's TLT Caps underscore the Love Church. So we are prominent on the Facebook page, uh, and then we have a daily word that we share. But if those that cannot come to the service, they are welcome to join on our Facebook Live. Um, so it's it's been amazing what God has done. I think at the beginning of lockdown, mm. Um, you know, the 21 days initial, we were like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? And how God has just transformed that mm. whole social media. Mm. You know, and I want to encourage those that are maybe afraid to go on social media, use the tools. Mm. Use the tools because it's evangelism, a yes. digital evangelism, digital revival. Yeah. You know, God has given us these tools yes. to reach out. And so I want to encourage those, maybe you in ministry, maybe share a word, do yes. something. God has given you that gift. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so we have seen, we've reached people globally yeah. through these Facebook broadcasts. People, not from the Love Church, we've, so many people have come to the mm-hmm. church through those Facebook lives. Yes. And it's been amazing. So you can reach us on Facebook every Sunday, 8.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on services. Awesome, yes. awesome. Thank you so much for joining us tonight and for, you know, taking our time to speak with us tonight. And we just from our side want to say thank you for the work that you are still doing within the churches and the community, within the communities in which you you guys have been planted. Because, you know, a lot of a lot of the people and a lot of guests that we have been speaking to spoke about and they also encourage and speak about how difficult it's been in these times. But I think the yes. one thing that stands out with everyone is that they keep going, they keep pressing, yes. they yes. keep running the race, yes. they keep doing what they're yes. called to do. And we just want to say thank you for that and thank you for joining us this evening. Yes, we must say thank you to you guys. In fact, ladies, I want to encourage you. It's a, a real inspiration to see young people on yes. fire for God. <laughs> so I want to encourage you to continue. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as you continue to do what God has called you to do, He will do for you exceedingly and abundantly. Thank you for having us tonight. Uh, we really appreciate it. Thank you, Inga. Thank Le- you, Zoe. Zoe. Have a good evening. Keep going. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah. thank you. You're on fire for the Messiah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah.
Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Wow. That was that was a dynamic couple that we just had past this Verna Michelle Lynx from the Love Church in Cape Town. And I think every time we have, you know, pastors and we have NGOs and NPOs, yeah. I always end up feeling more encouraged. Same. And like like you see there was this there was also a word of encouragement that they gave at the end, you know, keep going and that encouragement we would mm. like to share with you guys as well tonight. Whatever it is that you thought you've had to stop or you thought, okay, nothing's happening, just keep going. Mm. You never know. One day, maybe you keep posting videos and you're like, I'm only getting so many views. I'm only getting so many likes. Keep going. Mm. You don't know who it reaches and who it touches. Yeah, because like they even said, which was actually a Bible like story, mm. not everyone who is touched will come back and tell you, yes. oh, like this really helped me today. Mm. Speaking of Bible, do we not have the Bible quiz up next? I mean, I think we do. We might have to just go quickly into it. But first, something about our new mall. 180 degrees on I Am Youth Movement. 180 degrees on Radio Cape Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. just had such a fantastic interview you guys but now i'm still like shaking from it if you guys want to check it out or you want to share it with anyone Mm. who is not able to enjoy it in real time the podcast will be out in about two days it'll be out on our website which is www.capepulpit.co.za hopefully i got all the you know the signs (laughs) correct you got it down you got it down (laughs) she would just like to say from the what's down in cape town Mm -hmm. it's zip dash z not slash mm-hmm. she meant dash that's yeah. co.za hey <laughs> that's exactly what i meant i don't i don't know what i was thinking but wow it's the study I, brain it really is just like frying my mind <laughs> but hopefully i'll be able to answer this question as well as it is a quiz but not an exam so this week's bible quiz is actually very interesting it is us posing a question to you guys to answer mm. the the audience with many possible answers exactly specifically 10 actually but i'm not going to give you any more clues other than that please name one just one of the 10 plagues that god sent to egypt you know mm. you know the ones they made it into a whole movie it's very iconic <laughs> if you have no idea where it is you can check out exodus from verse from chapter 7 to 11 and you will find one of the 10 plagues there and once you get that, please WhatsApp us the answer, which is one of the plagues. You don't, you can do two if you want, but mm. one is the bare Send minimum. Send us more than one. Exactly. I'm sure you guys know at least two. Mm-hmm. But if you only know one, send it to 081-729-1657. I repeat, 081-729-1657. Now, while you're getting your phones out to send us the answer, please listen to Dead Come to Life by Jonathan Thulem and Charmaine. 180 degrees on I Am Youth Movement. And the dead come to life, you guys. No, that you did song it wrong. To life. To life. <laughs> the dead come to life. <laughs> and that is actually, I, I really love that. But oh my gosh, before I keep trying to sing, I'm really like the, the, the people who organized the music for today's show mm. really understood the assignment. Like I'm They understood it. the assignment. Yes. 
You know. We are just enjoying it in the studio. Seriously. 180 degrees bringing the heat with that music on 7 to 9 a.m. Radio K Pulpit. Now let me go. Let me give you guys the Bible quiz answer. I'm still just like shaking from excitement. So as you (laughs) Interestingly enough, life does have to do with one of the plagues. (laughs) So the question posed was you needed to name one of the ten plagues that God sent to Egypt. Now, I'm just going to name all 10 of them. You can find them from Exodus 7, verses 14 to Exodus 11, verses 12. It tells the story of what happened, how it affected the people. And I'm just going to give it to you straight. Mm -hmm. The first one is water turned into blood. Must have been scary. The next was an abundance of frogs. Third, lice and gnats. Next one was wild animals and flies. And then a pestilence of livestock. If you don't know what that means, that means they got sick. The cattle. Oh, my goodness. This sounds horrible. I feel like I'm there. The next one was boils. The next one was thunderstorm, hail, fire, storms. You don't want to experience this. Next, locusts. Locusts coming and eating your crops. What's left? The last one. Well, the second last one is darkness for three whole days. Imagine. Nighttime. Right? All day. All day for three days. Like, oh my goodness. And then the last one, which I'm pretty sure the Egyptians were like, it cannot get worse than this, but somehow it did. The death of all the firstborns. Wow. Firstborn cattle, firstborn humans, firstborn cats. They were really just suffering in this period. Mm. It was intense. All of you guys who guessed at least one of these plagues, you can give yourselves a pat on the back. You watched that movie, you've read the Bible, you've gone to Sunday school. It's amazing. But for now, let's just go on into the happy health tip, which was going to be a lot better than these plagues, actually. (laughs) Health tips. How to be happy in your health. It's not just about being healthy. It's about being happy. Should be quite interesting. Chocolates are the true source of happiness. While you are jamming at home to walking like giants, we are going to head into the happy health tip. And yes, the way you are jamming, the way you are dancing, it might be a full workout for you. (laughs) But today's happy health tip is nothing to do with exercise. So today's happy health tip focuses on five tips for a healthy relationship. Hmm. In time for cuffing season. (laughs) Oh, so in time. Number one. Keep expectations realistic. No one can be everything we might want them to be. Healthy relationships mean accepting people as they are and not trying to change them. Mm. Number two, talk with each other. Communication. It can't be said enough. Communication is essential in healthy relationships. And this is so true. Like I found with myself and my husband, Mm. we've had to find our communication. Yeah. Like love language each other. vibes. Yes. Huh. But not just love language. Just that way you don't want to bring something up because you don't want to start the argument. Yeah. But once you bring it up and you see the other person doesn't respond in an attacking way. Yes. Then they actually want to talk things out. And in that way communication is, it works. Because you have to bring it up sometime or another. Or else it's going to build and build and mm. it's just going to be ugly. Number three. Be flexible. It is natural to feel uneasy about changes. Healthy relationships allow for change and growth. Mm. So if you see your person starting to change and you'll be like, you're not the same as when I met you. No, I grew. 
Yes. We guru. It's important for yes. life. Number four, take care of yourself too. Mm-hmm. Healthy relationships are mutual with room for both people's needs. And number five, be dependable. If you make plans with someone, follow through. If you take on a responsibility, complete it. Healthy relationships are trustworthy. And I think that is also one because lots of people say communication is important. And yes, it is. But being dependable is also very important because you have to be a person of your word. Not only is it biblical, but it is the right thing to do. If you say you're going to do something, be a man and a woman of your word. Yeah, it's just the responsible thing to do. Like, why would you want Mm. to kind of just like lead someone on that's it's not even like Mm. like if you do that in like a professional setting you could potentially like lose either a lot of respect yeah you could get (laughs) fired or lose a lot of respect from Mm. your co-workers or boss because something was expected of you Mm -hmm. yeah exactly it's a responsible thing to do i love how you broke this down about a few ways people can have a healthy relationship because like although these things are like they seem simple. A lot of people don't do them because yes. it just like goes over your head. Like, oh, you are just supposed to. Oh, just it's talk. difficult. Yeah, yes. yeah. It seems easy because, but like until you have to actually do it. Yes. Then because like, you want to avoid conflict and <laughs> yes. you want to avoid things. Mm-hmm. And then when it's there staring you in the face, you're like, oh my. Maybe <laughs> maybe it wasn't that. Maybe being undependable is just not that bad. But it's like, no, you want to have a healthy relationship. Mm. But my, we are at the bottom of the hour. It is literally like a minute to eight. It it's has crazy. been amazing. Yes. I enjoyed this evening show. Don't forget to tune in next week, Monday, mm. on 7 to 9 a.m. Radio K Pulpit with us, the 180 Degree Girls. This has been 180 Degrees. Signing out. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.